Hi friends and welcome to season five of the Psyche Mental Wellbeing podcast and we are playing around with a slightly different format of the episodes, slightly shorter, more compact uh, but hopefully still the same great content. So enjoy this uh, first episode of season five. Hi friends, welcome to the Psyche Mental Wellbeing podcast with me, your host Hannah. On the show, I'm joined each episode by an amazing guest to have an honest conversation, share our real life experiences and tackle stigma and misconceptions around mental health along the way. We believe that everyone would benefit from focusing a little more on their mental well-being and we're here to support you to do just that. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope you enjoy the show. Hi everyone and I'm really happy to welcome today's guest Kate to the podcast. So we're joined today by Kate Frastak who is a motivational speaker, author of two international best-selling books, Ignite Possibilities and Ignite the Hunger in You and a mental health advocate. For the past decade Kate has been a Canadian mental health professional. Uh, She has a certificate in Canadian social services, grief therapy, suicide prevention, neuro-linguistic programming, ABA, shamanism and a Reiki master. Also a lot. <laughs> she is a CEO of Sacred Roots Coaching and is passionate in helping end suicide and mental health. Uh, her passion is uh, to help illuminate trauma survivors to find their voice, become resilient and reach the power of forgiveness for themselves. So Kate, welcome and uh, so happy to have you with us today. Thank you so much, Hannah. I'm happy to be here. It's such a blessing to be able to reach lives through this kind of format. So it's beautiful. Thank you. Um, and as I uh, said before we started, it's a new round of interviews, so very excited to dive in. Uh, and we're starting with an acronym. We always love definitions, we love acronyms, all that kind of stuff. And so could you tell us about FORGIVE and what it stands for? Yes, this is a beautiful acronym that I have uh, created. So people get the idea that forgiveness is a journey. It is not a set destination or a one-size-fits-all for everyone. It is a process. So The F in forgive for me is freedom. So once you reach the forgiveness, then you can feel that freedom that is so expansive and it releases all the emotions that get stored in our body over time because of things that happen to us, especially speaking from example, I have endured a lot of trauma and we'll share a little bit of my story later, um, which I'm not um, afraid to share because I'm empowered from my story because my story doesn't define me. It actually refines me. So the O is where I allowed myself to lean in on with the forgive is I open my heart to allow the forgiveness in for me first, not for the perpetrators, not for those that murdered my entire family, not for anybody else, but myself, because I wanted me, myself, my younger self in those trauma situations to feel freedom, to feel expansive, that I could become anything I put my mind to. And uh, yeah, I wouldn't be here today if I didn't do that. So I opened my heart to create that self-love first. And then the R is I reached out for resources. I became equipped with many resources. Then I went through social services and got equipped even further with my education. Then therefore, once I healed to a point that I could be able to represent and hold space for others, I then gave back and have been for a quarter of a century now doing mental health work of all kinds and holding that space for people to uh, reach forgiveness. But basically I would say help themselves get self-compassion and self-love back going in their life. And the next one is the G for uh, 
the gift that you are to the world, I want you all that are listening to understand that you're the gift to me when you show up for yourself, just as much as Hannah is the gift for me in this podcast. I feel that we each other can lift each other up and what better to do it together because when we're given a gift, we treat it with value because we know the thought that goes into it. We know the timing, the schedule, the priority. And to me, that's what I make uh, as a set um, value in my life, which is again, the V um, is that I put the priority to help others because in helping others, I help myself because I see a mirror image in shamanism. We're taught that all of us are part of the one. So we're each an aspect of each other, whether we're further along in the journey or still just beginning, we are still an aspect that we need to embrace each other with love and compassion. And that brings me to the I is because I follow my intuition. And when you're overcoming trauma, that can be a struggle for some people because intuition was never listened to. Or when you felt there was a prodding in your gut and you just knew something was wrong, but you couldn't put your finger quite on it, especially with trauma survivors, as I'm specialized in is that you can go into fight, flight, or freeze state. So I'm going to recommend a book later uh, to help you heal on that journey around that, to follow your intuition and to make it come alive again. Because E and forgive, as I've already mentioned, the V is values, to align your values with your life purpose. You have to then therefore empathize with yourself and your younger parts that were once troubled and didn't know how to get unstuck from your traumas. So empathy is really what you need to give yourself and give others. And that's what I've been able to reciprocate after my journey for others, because I know what it took for me to overcome and still show up for myself every day. So yeah, so I hope that sticks with people is again, the F is for freedom. The O is for open your heart. The R is for receive help and reach out for it. And the G is for that you are the gift that keeps giving. So realize you're here for a purpose and bigger than yourself, probably. And I is follow your intuition. V is follow your values because they will not steer you wrong and to empathize with yourself, which involves self-compassion and self-love. Lovely. Thank you so much, Kate. And I, I really love, I get the real sense through that about how much it is about that self-love and that self-compassion. And I think sometimes when someone has wronged us in some way, it could be that, well, I don't want to forgive them because of the hurt, but actually it's not about them. It's about you. And it's about that love and that compassion towards yourself, I guess, so that you can heal from it and have a life full of whatever you want it to be full of. Mm -hmm. And, and that's what I'm here to say that when you can come from that self-love first, when your cup is full and you only give from the overflow, then you cannot help, but just come from that place of love because we were made out of God's likeness and which is pure love, right? We are innocent. Like children are born into this world through their parents because they choose their parents. And that's what I'm here to say that when we can embrace that love, even if it's tainted because of trauma or different things that we've had to overcome, that we still have to nurture those parts, like a a child that falls down and scrapes its knee or breaks a limb or whatever. What, how do you recover? Well, you give yourself love, you give yourself TLC, compassion, you know, empathy, all of those good qualities, but we forget to breathe through that and to allow it to be what exactly it is. We become more critical of ourselves. We get our mind wrapped up in it that, oh, what was me, or I should be somewhere different than where I am right now. Putting expectations on ourselves isn't part of the journey, but we tend to go there because that trauma is stuck in ourselves. And that's what I'm here to encourage people that we can forgive ourselves so we can get unleashed from that stuck emotion. 
because the emotion only can control us so much as we give it the attention mm-hmm. it deserves, which is from love. Oh, lovely. Thank you so much. And, and I know you um, mentioned very, very briefly a little bit um, of the trauma you experienced. And I always like to hear from people how they got on the journey that they're on. Um, so I wonder if you're happy to share a little bit of your own journey with us. Yes, for sure. I started when my family were killed when I was only 13, that I realized that I, my life was worth living because I was the one gifted with life still was the only one left as a sole orphan uh, survivor of my family. But I realized that there was a purpose still for my life as God had prophesied on me by missionaries that were also killed with my mother and brother that day that I realized that God was going to use me, but I'm like, okay, whatever, you know, everybody probably gets that same prophecy, but I never gave up. I always prayed. I always surrendered. And I always was more aligned spiritually than one specific religion because I believed in a higher power. And I believed in, in those that cross over are still with us in spirit. So that's part of my belief systems and my values. And that's what keeps me going every day. And therefore, knowing that they loved me and that they're there rooting for me, even in spirit, that I can go on and I can live in my purpose, which is helping give back and saving lives. And that's why I certified in all that I did to be able to prevent suicide. And to lift the stigma of mental health, because I myself have been labeled and identified as complex post-traumatic stress disorder and a few other anxiety and depression and all of that in the mix. But I don't let that define me. I just let it give its its, uh, definition for people to understand, to relate to me. But at the same time, if I let that define me, I wouldn't be where I am today. And I wouldn't be able to give back because then what I did as I went through my healing journey, as cathartic as it was, I showed up to a therapist, I still even have a therapist. And I believe everyone that's on the journey should have that accountability, because then it helps us clear whatever is left over that could be residual or triggered from different situations or circumstances, or even people for that matter. So I'm here to say that I'm a testament that it can be done, that you can survive and thrive, and your pain can become your purpose and your mess is your message. And I'm truly here to say that hurt people do not need to hurt people. We are here for a purpose and is bigger than we can even imagine. And living that life purpose is my passion and using my voice, which I didn't have, but um, it came back after a tree incident that fell on me and made me realize I've got to go deeper within to get that voice back. And so I worked through it and, you know, I was stuttering, but now I'm talking again. So thank God, because again, I surrendered and I allowed the nervous system to heal. I took on modalities such as neuro-linguistic programming, hypnotherapy, EMDR, like all those different crisis intervention tools that I'm equipped with. I embrace them for myself. So I'm sitting here as a healed outcome, so to speak, to encourage others that it can be done. You just need to reach out to the person that you resonate with, that you trust, and that you trust yourself enough to show up for yourself because you are worth it. And I'm here to say that I knew I was worth it. And that's why I put in the time I put in the work and I'm still showing up for myself. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I have um, a question because we're a a a non-secular podcast. We have people who have have a very clearly defined faith or spiritual and kind of all all kinds of mixtures of uh, belief systems. So for anyone who's listening, who's like, well, I don't feel I'm spiritual. I don't feel I'm religious at all what would you say to them? Does your acronym still hold for them as well? Yes, it does. You don't have to be spiritual or religion. And that's why I say that my mother actually, before she died um, from age 10 to 13, brought me to many religions. So she thought she could save my soul because she had found me 
screaming because I was being abused by the man that she entrusted in our life for 10 years of my life. And that being said, it was like trying to purify my soul all over again. So I chose not to go into religion afterwards to heal myself because I knew therapy had to be the answer. I had to find a trusted soul because I didn't trust anyone because even trusted people hurt me. So I'm here to say that any religion or spiritual or higher power, I know I work a lot with all different cultures that I just embrace their belief system. I do not judge. I do not impose my own spiritual belief or my indoctrination on anybody because I wouldn't say that I'm any form. Uh, I just go with the flow. And as shamanism has taught me that we are all one. So I accept you as you are, even though I'm not from native culture, I do have some that in my blood, but I appreciate everyone. As my grandfather used to say, I'm a Heinz 57 because I just can hold space for other people and empathize with them as if I've walked through their pathway. And, and how I did that over the years is I took in a lot of exchange students from all over the world to embrace culture, to embrace their individuality. And that's what I really encourage your listeners to embrace that I'm not here to discriminate in any way. I'm here to embrace everyone as uniqueness and as authentic and as transparent as possible. Be that because that's what the world needs more of. We don't need masks. We don't need to wear makeup to hide behind. We don't need identities or labels attached behind our names. We just need to be who we are. There's honorary doctorates being given to my mentors, Oprah and, and Les Brown and Forbes Riley. And there's quite a few out there that are good mentors of mine that I see that you don't need the names or the titles to substantiate who you are. You just need to be genuine, compassion and love for yourself. And then that emanates to the world. And as I wrote in my books, I say that, that when you show up for yourself as love, then that is the message that you're going to give to the world. But if you show up in anger, then the world is going to feel that or people around you are going to feel that. So you really have to be accountable to your own emotions and keep them in control, not in control of you, but at bay and let them go. Don't let them feed your behaviors, let them be addressed as parts, give them love and pour into them and then say, okay, I am here to be that compassion, to be that love and to emanate it to the world. And we just beam it from a place of mindfulness. That's what I can honestly encourage is mindfulness and meditation, because that's how I've manifested everything in my life to even a two-time international bestselling author just last year. So like two books in one year, and I've already got four on the go right now. So for this year, so, you know, you just manifest when you're surrendering and you're allowing your message to be heard because other people need it and they need to be lifted up to, and we all need to rise together. I don't want to lose any more lives, young or old or anybody uh, for, for that matter, even in the profession, there's, there's a lot of people getting taxed with the needs that are out there right now. So let's bind our energies together and our love and, you know, let's, Let's uh, find different resources that are free. And that's what I've offered for your listeners here too. A free catalyst resource of forgiveness. It's a, a basically a love letter to yourself and to those that have hurt you to reach that forgiveness. And then when you're ready, you can reach out to the next person to clear those emotions of anger, sadness, fear, guilt, and shame, because that's what takes up residence in your body and manifests dis-ease. So we want to heal at the core, but the only way we can do that is if we acknowledge them first, we can't push them down or self-medicate or like I did get bulimic bulimia because I just was stuffing my emotions down. And then of course I was doing behaviors that was just screaming for attention because I was, you know, an orphan at a young age and I was looking for love and approval, but I didn't realize that as I went into adulthood, I tended to become a perfectionist and a workaholic and 
you know, aiming to please everyone, but I lost myself in that process. And I can only encourage you don't do that. Please. I encourage you to honor who you are, set healthy boundaries, trust yourself to be authentic. And, you know, if you're having a bad day that day, even my therapist said to me, post it on social media because people need to see the transparency that we're all human. We're all in this together. We're not one void of depression or anxiety from different points and different times in our life. And if I can suggest the book, The Body Keeps the Score, that is the highlight of everyone's journey. Because when you realize that your body keeps the score, no matter if you want to acknowledge it or not, then you're going to still have those emotions turbulate. So you need to address them. They need validation. So I really can encourage your listeners to get that book. Yeah, such a good book. Um, and yeah, preempting my questions, but it's one of my favorite questions because I love books, you can't see them all. Um, I have a couple of other questions that I'd love to ask you that I ask everyone that comes on. Um, so the overall topic of our podcast is mental well-being. And so I'd love to know what mental well-being means to you. Wow. Mental well-being is fully loaded. For me, it's to be at peace, to be accepted, like to have acceptance, but be accepted by yourself as well. Love who you look at in the mirror, no matter what's happening around you, show up for yourself and say you're doing the best. Or like even I said, an I am statement this morning that I am becoming like Michelle Obama in her book. I love her book, Becoming. That's also another good book. Uh, I'm a readaholic. (laughs) Sorry. I could recommend so many books, but mental wellness to me is mind, body, and spirit as one. When your soul is connected to your heart, your head does not rule your decisions. So I can honestly say that that's why I believe I'm more spiritual in my meditative practices that I just surrender to the moment. And I just say, you know, Holy spirit or spirit, angels, whatever I feel, animal totems, whatever that I resonate with in that moment, just help me feel at peace, guide me, guide each step, give me discernment. I follow your intuition, God, you know, because you work through me in mysterious ways, I just surrender. And that's what truly meets everybody where they're at, because it doesn't matter if you're religion, I'm not here to promote one religion over another. I'm just here for you to believe in your higher self. So that would be yourself that is a few steps ahead of where you are in the moment. So you believe that that person is capable of overcoming. And that's all I did, but one step in front of the other, as I was journeying to heal myself. And that's what mental wellness has become for me is that one step, even if it's a baby step some days, but you're still going forward. If you take a couple of steps back, it's only because you have to unlock those stored emotions that need to be validated and then move forward. Don't stay stuck. Don't stay in the shadows like uh, Debbie Ford. Uh, the dark side of the uh, light chasers also says it's another phenomenal book, but don't stay there. Know it to embrace those parts of you and move forward because we are all, you know, aspects of like, even I had to work through a murderer. Like I had to sit in front of him and empathize that he didn't act and taking my last sibling, but you know, he didn't face the consequences. None of them are behind bars. So why was I keeping myself energetically held behind bars? So I realized I had to find that wellness within me. Nobody could dictate or give me a pill to say you're cured now. Nobody could do that. I had to be at peace with myself and know that the more I focused on peace and love and joy, the more that will emanate to me. But if I focus on drama, trauma and chaos, then I will attract more of that to me. So where your focus goes, so does your energy flow. So I'm here to say that is mental wellness for me. Yeah, lovely. Thank you. Um, And my, my next question, um, 
this is probably my favorite one to ask. I ask everyone that comes on if they have one to three top tips of things that we could try in our lives that could have um, a big impact. So do you have one to three things you'd suggest to us? Yes, one to three tips. I can honestly say the free um, uh, roadmap that I'm giving is my number one recommendation because it's a roadmap to reaching forgiveness with yourself. It's basically you take a partnership with your inner child, whatever age or stage it's at, because it'll show up at different stages of your life at different trauma triggers. So I encourage you to do the exercise of three pages that I sent as a free offer for you to work through that and just empty out, just pour out and then burn the letter and let it off by a tree because we are a tree of life as the yogi teaches. If you're a yogi, like if you practice yoga or any kind of meditation, you know that we're not to hold on to anything because as Wayne Dyer even says, when we're focused in the now, we're not worried about the future or we're not dwelling on the past. We're in the here and now. Even uh, Eckhart Tolle speaks of that. And I really want to encourage people to embrace being in the now. As much as we can bring the trauma of our past to the forefront of our minds and our perceptions, but we need not to project it. That would be my second conscious um, behavior is don't project your pain onto someone else. It's not their fault. They're a messenger to help you heal it, but it's not their fault that they're bringing it out in you. And I had to realize that with my children's father, that he became the catalyst to help me heal because he represented every male in my life that I needed to work through those emotions and did those exercises in the forgiveness free uh, offer that I'm giving you of the roadmap. And the third one I would say is truly love who you look at in the mirror, whatever that takes on form as whether it means getting a regular routine going of self care, like taking your your celery juice, your smoothies and do it going to the gym three things a day, that's self care related, you're going to see that self care and self love is going to emanate even more when you're first making that a priority. So make yourself a priority don't operate from an empty cup, but only from the overflow to give to others. Because when we can give from that place, we receive so much more abundance and everything else, opportunity, businesses, jobs, everything opens up for everybody when we can come from that priority of putting ourselves first because we set boundaries for ourselves. So those would be the top three that I would say would be very important. Yeah, lovely. Thank you so much. Um, We've already uh, a couple of book recommendations. Uh, So sadly, that is the end of our, our time. I've loved chatting with you and everything that you've shared. And I need to check out some more books and um, think about some self-care and self-love towards myself um, so we've mentioned um the, the um what you're giving to our listeners which we'll share in the show notes but if people want to connect with you online if they want to find you find your books can you remind us of all the details please yes you can reach me on www.sacredrootscoaching.com that's my website and you can message me on there or i'm on instagram as for sacred underscore roots or on LinkedIn or Facebook as Kate Rastak. Now I respond to any of them and I am here as a guide. So know that if you reach out for my support and my resources, I will be that support of a silent listener, but also a caveat to help you be in the driver's seat of manifestation of your life. Because once you can um, reach out and and feel embraced by your need to go within and you don't quite know how to navigate that you need somebody trust me everyone needs an accountability partner so look at it as a process of starting that accountability just like us showing up for each other in this podcast 
we're sharing back and forth energy. So the energy flows with where we need to go with our next uh, step. So, you know, just reach out and uh, know that you're not alone. You're not in this world to be a man on your own island. Don't be on trauma island because that does not help you in any way, shape or form. You are here for a purpose. You are the gift. So remember that. And someone just recently reminded me uh, in a meditation I did this morning is that we're a miracle because we came through our parents. We are a miracle. They looked at us as a miracle, even though afterwards things happened, but they knew that moment of birth was a miracle. So really embrace that in yourself, that you are a miracle today. And just keep saying that I am a miracle in the mirror and just feel that emanate from your heart. And like, I'm even getting goosebumps as I say it, that you know, when you can embrace that miracle, you can only manifest more miracles in your life. So thank you very much for the opportunity to be here. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. Much love. Huge thank you to Kate who joined us this week and Sandy who joined us a couple of weeks ago. I hope you have enjoyed this episode and that you like the new format and I would love to hear from you. Any feedback, any suggestions, anything like that, you can connect with me at Psyche Coaching, P-S-Y-K-H-E Coaching on Instagram, Facebook or Twitter. And like I said, I'd love to hear from you. We'll be back next week with the second episode of season five. So hopefully speak to you then. As always, we're going to finish in the same way. As always, take care of yourself. Be kind to yourself. And I will speak to you soon. Bye for now.